if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. Six minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we are underway on AM 1420. The answer. Appreciate you being here for a Monday, the 22nd morning of the third month of the year of our Lord 2021. I hope you had a great weekend, a safe weekend, and yes, a free weekend. We continue to push and work to earn our liberties back. It's a shame we have to say that because they were supposed to have been granted to us, and in fact, they were. By God Almighty, our freedom comes from God, but it was revoked by man, and we will continue to fight to earn that liberty back uh, that was given to us. Coming up on the program today on this Monday, did I mention it was the 22nd morning of the third month? I can't remember. Of the year of our Lord, 2021. Coming up on the program, Jim Jordan, Congressman, will be joining us at about uh, 9.48 this morning, as he does each and every Monday. And also today, we are going to be talking with the Alliance Defending Freedom, because, uh, well, uh, our liberty, our religious liberty continues to be under attack. Uh, Christina Holcomb is going to be joining us to talk about the ongoing attack on religious liberty and more uh, specifically in this particular case, femininity. In other words, womanhood, the idea of femaleness, if you will, <clears throat> because the leftist agenda is uh, quite frankly trying to wipe women out of existence, saying that being a woman is not a physical being. A woman is a state of mind, no matter what your body says. It's a state of mind. So we're going to be talking about a couple of those issues. By the way, and I can't wait to have uh, uh, Christina back on the program because we're going to talk to her about Jack Phillips. Can you believe it's been eight years Eight years since Jack Phillips, owner of Masterpiece Cake Shop in uh, Colorado, has been under attack from the re- from the left rather over his religious convictions. He's of course the man, uh, maybe the first one in this fight, uh, who was attacked for not uh, wanting to use his talents to create a cake for a same-sex wedding because it violates his Christian principles. And, of course, he was sued, and we all know the drill by now. It had to make its way through, I can't even tell you how many different levels of courts. It eventually, in 2018, ended up in the Supreme Court, and he won, and yet they are still coming after him. Now, to force him to make transition cakes from blue to pink or pink to blue or whatever style cakes to celebrate trans transitions, gender transitions, which is also against his religious beliefs and all Christians' religious beliefs. He refuses to do it, and they are coming for him again. 
They have decided they are going to continue to try to make this private citizen's life a living hell. And I'm talking about Democrat politicians who push these cases until they back down and cave in. So we'll be talking to Christiana Holcomb about Christi, Christina Holcomb rather about that coming up at ten thirty-five. So Jim Jordan nine forty-eight, Christina ten thirty-five, and you before, in between, and after two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. Triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Either one of those numbers gets you here. And before we start with today's top stories, let's pause for the pledge, as we do to start every broadcast here on the Bob France Authority. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Patriots appreciate that. Liberals hate that. And that's exactly why we do it. Now, what else do liberals hate? Sovereignty. How do we know? Because they are literally calling for an end to it. You understand that? It's not, it's not speculative. That is not hyperbole. That is reality. They are surrendering our sovereignty while trying to tell us that the border is actually secure. The Homeland Security Director Alejandro Mayorkas got on national television yesterday and just flat-out lied, declaring that the border is secure and that there is no crisis. Meanwhile, thousands upon thousands continue to flood across, and thousands of children are being held in terrible conditions, quite simply terrible conditions, and you can't see them. Why can you not see them? Because the Biden administration, my friends, is without question, this is also not hyperbole, the Biden administration is the least transparent administration in American presidential history. You are not allowed to witness what is going on. Reporters, cameras, no chance are you allowed to be able to see what's going on there. When the Trump administration had those crushes of migrants coming to the border, and they, of course, had to try to process and facilitate uh, you know, the um, court dates for everyone and to make sure that people who were there were there uh, not by force, they were not being trafficked. You know, They tried to separate, they had to separate by law, separate adults from children because we don't know who those children are, and so on and so forth. And we got pictures of these little kids sleeping under the foil blankets uh, inside of the fenced-off partitions. They called them kids in cages. I mean, everything was intended to make the Trump administration look heartless, look like they had no compassion whatsoever. If you recall, uh, Alexandria Damasio-Cortez went down to a border facility she said, stood next to one of those chain-link fences that supposedly had children on the other side of it, she said, held her head in her hands and tried to force out a few crocodile tears. She was doubled over in heart-wrenching agony at the fact that kids were on the other side of that fence. And then somebody took a picture from a distance and showed that the other side of that fence was a parking lot, a nearly empty parking lot. Complete and utter fraud. But they wanted you to, you know, have your heartstrings twisted up into knots and to blame the Trump administration for doing these terrible things to the kids. But under the Biden administration, media blacked out. Not allowed. 
Nobody can come down there and watch what is actually going on. Chris Wallace, who is one of the liberals who is still prominent on Fox News, Chris Wallace yesterday on Fox News Sunday did have Alejandro um, Mayorkas, the DHS secretary, on, and he did ask him, why can't the press come down and see what's going on at the border? So why has the Biden administration refused to allow reporters to see for themselves and to record what the conditions are under which these minors are being housed? Why, in fact, did you, when you went to the border on Friday and led a congressional delegation, why did you refuse to allow reporters to see the conditions under which these minors are being held? Uh, two things, uh, Chris, if I may. Number one, let's not forget that we're in the midst uh, of a pandemic and we are focused uh, on our operations, executing our operations in a crowded Border Patrol facility uh, where uh, hundreds of vulnerable migrant children are located. Number one, thousands, not hundreds. Thousands. One. And number two, we're working on providing footage so that the American public can see. Mind you, we're working on providing footage, meaning we'll record what we want you to see, then send it to the press, rather than allowing a free independent press to come and record what they want to record, as they always have. See uh, the Border Patrol stations, and I would encourage uh, you and other reporters to see the facilities under the uh, control of the Health and Human Services Department, where those children are sheltered and where they belong and where we are moving them as quickly as possible. So Mayorkas said that the reason reporters can't come down there and watch is because we're in the middle of a pandemic, Right. The Biden administration says there's a pandemic, so media can't come down there and actually take video and report of what's going on. One might wonder then why Alejandro Mayorkas of the Biden administration, why the Biden administration is not requiring COVID testing for all migrants who come across that border and into our facilities. You're worried about the pandemic, right? That's why media can't come down. By the way, media using PPE can't come down. But you have thousands coming across that you are facilitating the uh, you know the entry into the United States for that are not being tested for COVID nineteen. How do we know this? Because the Republican legislature, rather Republicans in the Democrat led legislature, uh, sponsored a bill to require any migrants or asylum seekers coming into the United States to be tested on the way in. Your party, Mayorkas and Biden, blocked it. Nope, there'll be no testing for those migrants because that might actually stop them from coming in. And stopping them from from coming in is not our goal. Stopping them from coming in defeats, in fact, our goal. Why? Because our goal is to have as many of them here as possible that we can make legal so that we can have new liberal Democrat borders in perpetuity. That's the bottom line here. Meanwhile, border agents now are implementing a new policy that will help that happen for the Democrats. It is unprecedented. 
I spoke yesterday with multiple agents who are processing migrants now without issuing a court date, a notice to appear for an asylum hearing. Wait, wait, what? Border agents have now been ordered to process entry of migrants and asylum seekers into the United States without even giving them a court date to return to have their cases heard. Now, this takes an already terrible policy, the catch-and-release policy, and makes it a billion times worse. Under catch-and-release, any of these asylum seekers who are quote-unquote caught, and I use quote-unquote because most of them came into the United States illegally and then hunted down Border Patrol agents to turn themselves into so that they could get their date and then be given a free bus ride wherever in the country they wanted to go knowing they're never coming back for that date. That's why it's called catch and release. But now they're not even being told you have to come back on this date. And thus, if you don't, we'll be eligible for deportation. Now they're being not being given a date. Now it's the full-on honor system. The Biden administration has implemented the honor system. Hey, you're here illegally. Why are you here? Uh, asylum. It's the only word they know in English, by the way. They've been taught that. Asylum. Okay, well, go on and have a great day and have a, have a great life and come back sometime. Yeah, no rush. Whenever it's cool for you. No court date. Just whenever you feel like coming back down here for an, for a, for an asylum hearing so that we can listen to your case about what you're fleeing, what persecution you're fleeing. Um, yeah, whenever you feel like it, come on back. Shoot me a text. We'll set up a time. Okay. We will never, ever, ever hear from these people again. Except, of course, when they are in line to soak up American resources. Educationally, healthcare-wise, housing-wise, job-wise. That means that while these agents are directed to use what's called prosecutorial discretion, they're simply taking their name, entering it into a computer, putting their biometric data in there, and turning them loose at a bus station. Agents there say it's unprecedented, and while it helps them to not have to do the three hours of paperwork per individual for that notice to appear, they are worried it will be a huge incentive to bring even larger numbers. You think? Once the word gets through to the other countries, be it Mexico or the Triangle countries to the south of them, or anywhere else in the world where they just try to navigate their way to those countries to begin parts of care, be parts of caravans, once word gets down, they're not even going to tell you when you got to come back to a court date. You don't think that's going to lead to thousands more? This will go on in perpetuity. Because the Biden administration has literally dismantled every single piece and every single policy that the Trump administration had put in place, which led to the lowest number of border apprehensions and crossings we've had in decades. And yesterday, Donald Trump wanted to make sure that everybody knew it. He, he issued a statement that read in part, We proudly handed the Biden administration the most secure border in history, All they had to do was keep this smooth-running system on autopilot. Instead, in the span of just a few weeks, the Biden administration has turned a national triumph into a national disaster. They are in way over their heads and taking on water fast, end quote. He's half right. 
President Trump is half right. The Biden administration has turned it into a disaster, but they're probably not in way over their heads. They are probably doing exactly as they want. This is their goal, and they're doing it very, very efficiently. Flood the border with with illegals. Make it appear as though it's impossible to process them all. And in the name of humanity and humanitarian concerns, in the name of empathy, in the name of, of, of uh, sympathy, we are not going to turn them back. We will, we will just allow them in. This is the goal. All right. I've got a lot here to talk about, a lot to uh, listen to you about as well. 216-901-0945. Right back. Question for Bob? A comment? A complaint? Hit up the authority message line. Call 216-525-1806 and make your voice heard. That's 216-525-1806. Call the authority message line. All right, it's 927. Thanks for being with us uh, on AM 1420. The answer, if you, listen, if you, if you doubt what I say when I talk about the lie, when... Um, and Alejandro Mayorkas went on TV yesterday and said, uh, the border is secure, the border is not open, the border is closed... I mean, it's just as just as bald face of a lie as you can. In fact, let me let you let me play this part for you. This is part of an interview he did with uh, Fox's. Well, actually, it's Fox's Grinnell Scott reporting on it. But let, let me let, let you hear it for yourself. DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says even as children come across the border, families as units are not being allowed. He said on Fox News Sunday, the president saying now is not the time to migrate is prompting action. We are working with Mexico to increase Mexico's capacity to receive the expelled families. The border is secure. The border is closed. We've been unequivocal in that. But he- the border is secure. The border is closed. We have been unequivocal in that. That is a bald-faced lie. Why? Because, quite simply, they are sending out the the call, the siren call, for all migrants and uh, would-be asylum seekers to come now. Even though they're going to publicly tell the American media, no, no, we don't want them to come now. They're telling them to come now by also announcing that any children who come here unaccompanied will be allowed to stay, and then they will be reunited with their family. What does that mean? Maybe that means they're going to send the kids home to Guatemala or El Salvador or Honduras, whoever. No, because there is a moratorium on deportations. Therefore, the only way to reunite them is to bring the parents across as well. And they know this. They're not stupid. All of these migrants and these asylum seekers are not stupid. They know this. And I want you to listen. This is an interview, and this was actually aired on ABC and NBC. They were airing or interviewing, rather, Illegal aliens at the border uh, that were not in these facilities. Remember, the media is you know, under a blackout rule, essentially, at the uh, facilities for the children. But they can talk to certain individuals outside of those facilities. And um, this, is, this is what's going on down there. I want you to listen very carefully. This father, who asked that we not show his face, traveled to Mexico from Brazil with his wife and three young kids before crossing the border. I'm going to pause that there so you can hear what she just said. Brazil! Brazil. This isn't all triangle countries. This isn't all Central American countries. This isn't just Mexico and North America. This is this is South America. They're coming from all over the world because they know this is the time to get in illegally because Biden is going to make you legal. Don't ask me, though. 
Don't even ask the reporters. Ask the migrants themselves. Would you have tried to do this when Donald Trump was president? Definitely not. Definitely. We had the chance, you know, the, the same violence that is going on today was there last year. We used to watch the, the news and uh, I definitely won't do this. So did you come here because Joe Biden was elected president? Basically. Did you, did you hear that? Would you have come here from Brazil to try to sneak into the United States if Donald Trump was president? Absolutely not. We watch the news. We know. Then she said, did you come here specifically because Joe Biden is president? Basically. It's an open cattle call. Come on in, everybody. You know what a cattle call is? Cattle call is a Hollywood term whenever they need extras in movies. And they don't care who you are or what you are. They just need people to fill crowded scenes. They call it a cattle call. Come and audition or come and sign up to be an extra in a movie. It's a cattle call. Doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what country. It's an open, it's an open call for anybody who wants to get in. This is the time to get in. Meanwhile, Alejandro Mayorkas of DHS is on TV saying the border is closed and the border is secure. If these people live an honest day in their lives, and I'm not talking about the migrants. I'm talking about the Biden administration. If they live an honest day in their lives, it would be a miracle. Back after the news. Okay, 949, we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. I want to welcome Congressman Jim Jordan to our program, as we do each and every Monday, the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. Congressman, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm fine, Bob. How are you doing today? Doing all right. Uh, Doing all right. Still trying to figure out how Alejandro Mayorkas can look the American people in the face by way of national television, (laughs) how Joe Biden can do the same, how Jen Psaki can do the same, and outright lie to the American people telling them that the border is closed and that the border is secure and that there is no crisis. And, oh, by the way, you don't get to see it because, you know, there's a pandemic going on, so we can't allow press down there recording these facilities. Congressman, they used pictures of kids behind chain-link fences in order to separate them from potentially predatory adults to tug on the heartstrings of Americans during the Trump administration. Now they won't let you see the conditions that 13,000 kids are being held in. Yeah, 13,000 kids, 100,000 encounters with illegals uh, in the month of February alone. And what did they do last week, Bob? They passed two bills giving amnesty to 3 million people who came to this country illegally. That's, that's how radical the Democrats are. And, of course, they don't want you to see it. They don't because it's, it's, it's probably a lot worse than we're describing already. Okay, 937. Now we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Uh, I want to get a call in here from Jan in Greater Cleveland who wants to hit on this border topic. I've still got a lot more to say on it, and we will talk to Jim Jordan about it at 948. But, Jan, you're up next. Go right ahead. Oh, hi. Uh, I, I heard that uh, the illegals are being put up in hotels on the border, and I'm just wondering if uh, they are eating from the uh, – they're being fed. They are being fed. 
their, their upkeep, and there's no cost to them. So I'm wondering if they order from the restaurant menu and if they can have room service, because I think that, that would, wouldn't that be appropriate? They I be doubt treated. they... I doubt they get room service, but they probably have buffet-type things set up for them so they can come down and be fed or plates of food delivered to them or something to that effect. Um, but to my understanding, Jan, it's not just at the border. This this came across yesterday, and I, I, just, I got so mad when I read it, because it's my money and it's your money that Biden has specifically ordered or set aside $86 million dollars to to house these illegal aliens, which is exactly what they are, in hotels. And I don't think it's just at the border. They're shipping many of them, flying them up to um, northern cities and states on the Canadian border to ease the burden down in the southern area. So they're, they're being spread out all over the country. And once again, you're a thousand percent right, Jan. It is... Uh, they are housing them with our money, and uh, and they are feeding them. They are they're caring for them. They're feeding them. They're providing them shelter that you well, can't even imagine. And they're doing so again without any well, even if I claims of to go asylum back, being made. Even if I wanted to go back home, uh, I would come up just for the vacation. <laughs> you know, Take care, Bob. That's Bye. kind of funny. And you know, thank you, Jan. God bless. That's kind of funny and kind of accurate. Yeah, I wonder why not. You know, we're down here in, in Mexico, or we're, you know, hell, why not? Americans vacation in Mexico. How many people here, how many people, show of hands, raise your hand, wherever you are. I can see, I swear I can. Of course, I'm having fun here. But I've been to um, a Mexican vacation and at a resort there. You know what? The Americans are given free hotel stays. Let's jump across the border, claim asylum, and get to stay for a while. And after a couple of weeks of fun and and uh, festivities on the American taxpayer dime, then we'll go home. Why not? This literally was yesterday. The Biden administration is reportedly set to spend $86 million in taxpayer funds to purchase hotel rooms to house migrants who are coming across the border in record numbers. In addition to the ongoing child migrant crisis, which has exploded in previous weeks and now overwhelming customs and border protection facilities, with over 13,000 unaccompanied minor children immigrants currently in custody, the Biden administration is now struggling to manage migrant families, many of whom are seeking asylum. The growing numbers of migrant families trying to come to the U.S., in addition to the already overwhelming number of kids crossing the border without their parents or legal guardians, appears to be straining government resources, Axios noted Sunday, to handle the families. The Biden administration has authorized $86 million to purchase hotel rooms near border areas in Arizona and Texas with the idea that the rooms could be used for months. Months. How much is a is a decent hotel room? I guess it depends on how you define decent, but let's say it's if it's a hundred bucks or it's a couple of hundred bucks per night. How about for months, times thousands of of, of uh, illegal aliens claiming asylum? And by the way, I have to throw this out there because nobody connects this. What is, you know, in my estimation, there are two great battles going on in this country right now. One is over free speech. And Jim Jordan is one who always says, how can we have and claim free speech when only one side gets to speak? The other side, if they speak their freedom, they get canceled because of political correctness, right? And offensiveness. So 
But the battle for free speech and then the battle over race, those are the two big defining moments, you know, uh, issues of our time right now, right? America is a systemically racist country that just does terrible things to black and brown people. Somebody tell me why there are millions of brown people trying to get into a racist hellhole. Has anybody ever asked the left that calls America a racist country toward black and brown people why so many brown people are lining up to be held in, in, in containers and cages, as they call them, or whatever, in order to be given a pass to go forward into the general population of American cities? Why would they want to be here in this terrible place where minorities like black and brown people are treated so inhumanely and so unfairly? Oh, my gosh, why would they do such a thing? It's a legitimate question. It ought to ask that question, however, and that's why it isn't asked, undermines the argument that we are a racist country. I want to give you a little bit more. I played for you Alejandro Mayorkas, the DHS secretary, saying that the border is closed and the border is secure, an outright lie on national television, not just from me, but former Trump advisor Stephen Miller. I was stunned by the dishonesty of Mayorkas' presentation. He looked at the camera and he lied. He blatantly lied. And there's just no polite way to put that. First of all, he inherited from the Trump administration the most secure border we've had in this country. Between our public health measures, known as Title 42, our safe third agreements with three Central American countries, the migrant protection protocols, also known as Remain in Mexico, our asylum reforms or immigration court reforms, I could go on. You never had a better system for humanely returning illegal immigrants back to their home country. We have a crisis, a spiraling, massive, growing, surging crisis for one very simple reason. The Biden administration terminated all of that to adopt a policy of catch and release. And so when Mayorkas says, as he did today, that the border is closed, he is lying. He is 100% lying, and guess what else? The idea that the catch and release policy even exists anymore is also a lie. Now there's not even the catch part. Because if they do encounter anybody, they don't even give them a court date before the release. They just say, go on and have a nice life in the United States. We'd love for you to come back and visit us, come back and actually have a court hearing as to uh, determine the legitimacy of your asylum claim, but we know we're never going to see you again. Have a great day. Have a great life. Congress has to act. We're going to talk to one of them, Congressman Jim Jordan. He'll join us next, AM 1420, The Answer. Uh, and we know what happens to to kids on these journeys. We know what happens to young ladies on these journeys. It is it is it's just wrong. And the attitude that they have when you, you know, Bob, remember in January of this year, President Trump told us this was going to happen. He said, if you reverse the policy we we put in place, there will be quote a tidal wave of immigrants coming across the border. Was the president ever right about that? And that's exactly what we've seen. And so. They don't want us to see probably how much worse it is than, than, than what we already know about. Well, but, but the, you know, here's the thing. It, it, 
it's not an accident. This is the part. You know, people say, well, you know, yeah. they wanted to reverse the Trump policies just because orange man bad. They're bad policies, so we have to do something different. And, oh, we didn't expect this massive surge. No, they can't claim that. It's not an This is their intention. The more, Mayorkas, yeah. Mayorkas even announced this. He said if, if unaccompanied minors for, sent across deserts by loving parents alone or with mules or, 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 or smugglers, coyotes, whatever you want to call them, if they come here, mm-hmm. we're not sending them back. We're going we're gonna to take care of them until they can be reunited. Then they say, uh, uh, by the way, there's a moratorium on deportation. So the reuniting won't be back in the other country. It will be sending right. for the parents to come here. So now the whole family yep. are here. That, that is just a flat-out erasure of the border and, and, and of sovereignty. When President Trump said, if you reverse our policies, what was he talking about? He was talking about three key things. One, if you take away the stay, the remain in Mexico processing, uh, stay there while you're processing and looking at if they're actually eligible to come to the country. They got rid of that. They got rid of, as you just mentioned, the moratorium on deportation. And maybe the biggest thing they said is, we're not going to finish the wall. We're not going to continue building the wall. So when you do those three policies, I think you said it on your program, Bob, and I, I think it was the, the, uh, a great metaphor. When you roll out the red carpet and advertise that you want people to come across, you shouldn't be surprised that you get the kind of influx of people that we've now seen yeah. over the last several weeks. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just a part of the craziness of this administration, part of the craziness of today's left. Uh, you know, I, I think I've said on your program last week, in the last four weeks, the Democrats have radically changed election law in the House. They have radically changed police law, radically changed gun law, and then last week radically changed immigration law at a time when there's a crisis on the border. Now, let's hope the, the filibuster holds in the Senate and none of those things actually get to President Biden's desk because he's going to sign all that crazy stuff. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But just through the House, they have made those radical changes to public policy at a time when you know, we've got this crisis on the border that we should be focused on. And to add insult to injury, the Judiciary Committee is yet to have a full committee hearing on anything, let alone what we should be focused on, which is the hearing on the crisis at our southern border. No question about it. We're talking to Congressman Jim Jordan. Two two other points on this. Number one, um, yesterday we get the report from Axios that Joe Biden is about to release $86 million of my money and my neighbor's money and my friend's money and the listeners, every listener listening to me and our money, our tax dollars, to house these illegal aliens in hotels for up to periods of up to months at a time. $86 million. And then secondly, um, the announcement is that the catch and release program, which was already terrible because it just gave somebody a court date and we trusted them to come yep. back. Now that has been made worse. Not even a court date. Now it's just, <laughs> yeah. hey, we're going to take your name uh, and we're going to let you go. Uh, and then, by the way, if you uh, feel like stopping back sometime, yeah, no, no, you know, no rush at your convenience. If you feel like stopping back to have a hearing so that we can actually determine the status of your asylum claim, we'd love to see you again. They're not even making yeah. them have court dates to come back to now, Congressman. They've made it. They've made a terrible policy worse. The lack of respect that the Biden administration has for the American taxpayer. Let me add one more to that list you just talked. Not, not only are we going to pay for for them to, to stay in hotels, then we're going to then we're going to release them into the country without giving them a court date. The bill they passed last week in in the in the House that gave amnesty to three million illegals. That bill says not only are we going to give amnesty to illegals, taxpayers are going to pay for the application process. So that the illegal can apply for the amnesty. So giving grant money to these these non uh, uh, non governing uh, uh, entities to to grant money to help people process their application to get amnesty in this country. So such a deal for the taxpayer. Um, again, underscoring just how radical the uh, Democrat Party today has become. 
Yeah, and and it's it's going to hit all of us sooner or later. Again, they're they're bussing or flying them up to cities on the northern border, actually on the Canadian border, just to kind of yeah. uh, you know kind of mitigate the uh, the overflow at our southern border. So obviously, they're eventually going to be sent to all corners of the United States. They are not going to have any uh, repercussions for their illegal activity, and they are going to be rewarded with, as you just pointed well, out, three well, million of them a couple of weeks or last week rather, are going to be re- rewarded with asylum and or a path to citizenship. Yeah. And remember what else happened last week. That display, I mean, this is, this is what's scary. When you have this kind of problem on your border, when, when, when foreign uh, adversaries see the, 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 what I, I, I just see what's going on in this administration, I mean, what we saw with that, that meeting of our Secretary of State and his counterpart from, from, from <laughs> China in, in Alaska, that, when you watch that video, you're like, really? We, we, we went in there with, with that, I mean, that's what took place at that meeting, and it, it just again I think shows wow this is this is something that I think so many Americans who may not have supported President Trump like you and I did, uh, I think they're thinking now wow we didn't bargain for this kind of administration this kind of presidency, and I, I think it's causing a lot of people to rethink. Yeah, they never pushed Mike Pompeo around like that. They they never would have mm-hmm. gotten away with that. They, I mean, the enemy seizes on weakness. What enemy? We would, we would. If our yep. enemy, our mortal yep. enemy, and I'm talking about one that we considered a threat as well, if they had a complete meltdown and breakdown uh, in their national security apparatus, which ours has, I mean, for crying out loud, our commander-in-chief does not know the name of our defense secretary. Uh, our, the guy can't get through a speech without mumbling, bumbling, and stumbling. He can't get up a ramp without mumbling and stumbling and bumbling. And and it, we just project weakness. Then you send Blinken out there with that disaster. I mean, I, I don't know how this doesn't embolden our enemies to say the yeah. United States is now ripe for the Picking. Uh, this is the time. Let me move on no, to something. Scary. Let me move on to something quickly sure. about the legislative filibuster. The most radical pieces of Democrat legislation have yet to be pushed forth. We've already seen some terrible ones, but uh, the, the the rest of them will have to go through with an end to the filibuster. Yep. Dick Durbin, uh, a couple of years ago, said that uh, uh, ending the legislative filibuster, and this, of course, when the Republicans held a majority, would lead to the death of the Senate. We can never do such a thing. It's the death of the Senate. Now, with the Democrats in charge and with the most radical pieces, as I say, of legislation still to come, say say that uh, the, the filibuster has a death grip on American democracy. It's time we end its power to hold the Senate hostage. Yeah. How can these people, yeah. and do they think we have no memories? Do they think that video doesn't no. exist of what they previously said? I don't get it. No, it's, it's, it's the whole double standard. And, and here's maybe the most important point as I look at this issue of the filibuster, because there are times when Republicans want things done, the filibuster stopped us from, from getting things done. But I think the difference is, did Joe Biden go campaign on this radical agenda? In fact, he didn't. He, he campaigned, by, he basically stayed at his home. He campaigned as a moderate. And so now they come into the House and they pass this radical stuff. And now Joe Biden and people like Dick Durbin are saying we should get rid of the filibuster to pass the radical stuff. That's not what they told the American people they were going to do. It's one thing if you went out and campaigned and said, we're going to do this particular policy, like Republicans did. When we said, we're going we're to try to, uh, we're going to cut taxes. And if you need, to, but, but you campaign on that, and that became a, a central issue of the campaign, and the American people elected you as, as, as Republicans to govern at the federal level and elected uh, uh, the Republican president to do that specific policy. That's not what happened in 2020. Joe Biden didn't campaign on anything. In fact, he told us just the opposite of what he's doing on energy policy. He told us the opposite of this. So now to come and say we're going to fundamentally change how the Senate operates to accomplish things that Joe Biden didn't campaign for and in some cases campaigned against, that is wrong. That is not how it's supposed to work in American politics. So 
that to me is the big problem. And let's hope that Senator Sinema and Senator Manchin stick to what they said they would do and not change this filibuster rule. Congressman, uh, last thing for you here, and this is one I don't like, but uh, you know, you're used to being attacked. I mean, uh, Donald Trump, no, Donald Trump campaigned every and, day. <laughs> yeah, D- Donald Trump campaigned and presided uh, over this country with nonstop attacks because Orange Man bad. Um, you get a lot yeah. of the similar treatment because you have been one of his staunchest supporters and really one of the staunchest supporters of the Constitution. Anyway, when I look at Twitter, and I don't have a Twitter account anymore, but I just follow the headlines. Jim Jordan under scrutiny was trending, and you look at that story, and it says Jim Jordan under scrutiny for nearly $3 million in unreported campaign funds. It looked like they spent about 2,000 words on this on the Daily Beast. I read it. I can't oh, reread yeah, it, yeah, yeah, okay. it to the audience. I'm going to ask you to maybe yeah. respond to it. Well, we, we, we found a mistake. We fixed it, and we self-reported it. It wasn't that amount of money. But the, the truth is there was never a penny missing from our campaign accounts. When we talked with our treasurer, uh, we, had, we had failed to report some additional expenses we had done. We had more money in the account when it was all done than, than we reported. But um, the, the real problem, Bob, is we went from raising four years ago. In a two-year cycle, we raised $700,000. The last two-year cycle, we raised $18 million. And uh, we have like 180,000 donors and 500,000. Tra- it's some crazy numbers that our, our, our new treasurer told us about. But, yeah, we, we, 